All right, welcome everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Street Eats and Dope Beats. This is JM Cam, and I'm here with my super dope co-host, Chef Adam. Yo. Uh, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. Really excited to bring you our very first episode. Um, you know, real quick, just letting you guys know this podcast is produced by us here at Productive Culture, where we offer full-service audio production, ranging from beats, mixing, mastering, and of course, podcasts. So now that we got that out the way, let me throw it to my boy here, Chef Adam. What's good? What's up, everybody? Happy, uh, what is it, Sunday? We're Happy Sunday. Let's do it. We're recording this? Yes. <laughs> so um, this is our first episode right here with my boy, JMKM. The basic outline of this podcast, or kind of our mission, it's kind of like we want to throw and we want to tie the DIY music culture mm. with that whole DIY food pop-up culture, street food, and uh, which... That's where I come from, the yeah. food industry. Yeah, Jordan Shit. comes um, comes from the music industry. Yeah, I'm a lover of music. He's a lover of food, and uh, it just made sense. Yeah, and they're both a grind. They're yeah. both a hustle, and uh, kind of want to give. We want to give shine to those up and coming pop ups that started like my pop up, East Los Musubi, and um, kind of like on their way, on their way to. Uh, you know, do big things, you know, not necessarily big right now, but they're, you know, they're catching some, some steam. You know, hopefully this, this, uh, well, not hopefully this will turn into a pretty dope resource for, for people that are into music and food. And, you know, like you said, we just want to shine the light on, uh, all of our peers and people that we, yeah. you know, we really respect. So, yeah. yeah. So without further ado, welcome once again, everybody. This is the very first episode of Street Eats and Dope Beats. So bear with us. <laughs> faces I'm still chasing Shoes fit now I'm soul searching A damn thing for the grand scheme Reason why I've been so determined Bringing rap and hip hop together Through words I spit be my sole purpose Came here to open your mind with this Like the mind to list closed curtains No detergent I'm doing derp Burning trees living a fantasy Garden dreams till I see it grow like a garden Alright so first thing we wanted to talk about Is just kind of give everyone Some background right This is kind of yeah. like a more of an introductory episode, you would say? Yeah, definitely. And then as we go, you know, we'll have some dope guests, music, and, you know, chefs and, and up-and-comers. So yeah. it's going to be dope. Yeah, so let's get it started. So why don't you, why don't you take it away? Let's let's talk about how how you got your start. Not just with East Los Musubi, but, like, as a chef. You know, because we know, yeah. people know Productive Culture, they might know East Los, but let's, let's give them some, some, some more personal backgrounds, you know? Well, it all started <laughs> March 7th, 1979. Nah, I'm just playing. Um, well, you know, um, I'm just your kind of, you know, your typical hood kid. Grew up in the hood. The Westlake Rampart District, 90057. Stand up. Um, hey. And, um, you know, going to school, I was just kind of like, you know, you don't know what you want to do growing up. You know, and um, I've always loved cooking. If I wasn't playing sports, I was cooking and uh my mom and my dad, rest in peace, um, awesome cooks. My grandfathers, both sides, awesome cooks. And, um, you know, I was kind of at that crossroads in, uh, I don't know, what is it, like your sophomore, junior year, maybe? Yeah, very and, crucial, um, very crucial time. You know, and it was getting real out there. And uh, um, this was back in the 90s. And uh, they put me in this program called uh, Travel and Tourism. And... Uh, it's big now. Now they actually have like a, a school, like a charter school geared towards that program. But um, when they found out I'd like to cook, you know, they kind of probably the only two teachers that cared about me, mm. three maybe, saw that and tried to like harness that, um, you know, 
into positive, you know, trying right, to encourage right. me to get to school, stay in school. Um, at that point, like, you know, unfortunately, I don't want to throw a wet blanket on this whole thing. But, you know, my friends were starting to pass, you know, in them streets. Yeah. And um, which is kind of like an anniversary a couple of weeks, about a week ago of one of my friends, mm. dear friend, George, passed away, 95, rest in peace. Um, R.I.P. And, um, you know, they kind of just harnessed that. And with that, that was like a, a pilot program and a gear towards the uh, travel and turner, tur- tourism industry. Right. But, so they would take, so you said you're what, sophomore? Sophomore, yeah. Nice, and nice. we were going to be like the first graduating class, like the first class that went from the beginning to the end with the whole program. And uh, it was us, Belmont High School and uh, Fremont High School. Mm. And uh, they just, you know, taught us about the tourism industry. And through that, I got my first, um, I guess you could say, like, uh, internship, which was like the summer of, I want to say, 96 at the Century Plaza Hotel. So you can imagine how that was. Here goes, uh, you know, kid from the hood, you know, still out there on the streets doing my thing. And uh, here I am in, like, the pretty much the big leagues, you know. And even though I was an intern, it it was like a wake up call. It was like, wow. So it's just the whole, not just, it wasn't just like only cooking. It was all anything to do with like tourism, yeah, hospitality. Exactly. exactly. And I, I actually have a friend that she was in the um, program with me. And now she went on to do a bunch of stuff with like uh, the whole Los Angeles, uh, I guess it's like visitors bureau type, oh, okay. you know, type stuff. And uh, and then uh, we have a couple other friends that kind of stayed in this tourism industry. So it really helped, helped us, you know, kind of like help us along to, you know, further or like to help us understand what we wanted to do, right? You know, when we got older, out of school, whatever. Because you know, where we come from, it was kind of like we would go to work. You know, that's mm-hmm. about it. There was, there's not really a, there wasn't really a big, you know, college culture, I guess you could say, because right, you know, sometimes you don't have the means. No matter if you have the grades, you right. know, you so, might not have the means, and and you know, friends that you know weren't as wild as we were you know that i grew up with (laughs) they went they went to school and you know for whatever reason they had to stop or go to community college or yeah whatever you know because they had to go out there and work so like where did you see yourself before this program because it seems like it was a program that was put in place to like uh, you know to get people to 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 envision like the future to train them yeah kind of like a vocational thing where they're like okay well this is an opportunity for for work so i guess because you know culturally this is like all right, you know, either you go this way or you or you go and you work. Yeah, so yeah, pretty did much. Did you look at it just as like, all right, let me get this done for school, and then from there, it turned into something that became a passion. And so, I guess to go back to my question, so before this, where did you see yourself going? Considering like, you know, you you were like coming up in these streets and stuff. <laughs> um, I don't like. I just, you know, life was life, and you kind of live day by day. And you know, you uh, I don't want to sound like cliche or nothing but you know you kind of just hope and pray you make it back home you know and you know and it wasn't even it it wasn't even really like whether you're doing stuff you know bad in the streets or not it was just the environment period you know and just as many friends that we had passed from being in the streets you know or doing what they were doing we have just as many friends that passed you know being a victim or Mm. you know or being just in this, you know, wrong place, wrong time. Right. You know? So, so even just, if you weren't in that lifestyle, 
you're in that era. Yeah, I was in the era. So it was, you know, I got to what, junior high, late late eighties, early nineties. And, you know, I was in high school in the in the mid nineties. Well, early mid nineties, you know, graduated at the end of the nineties. So, you know, it was popping. The streets were popping at that time, you know, and nice. Real so deal. It, yeah, so it was r- real deal and it kinda got me so I was always on that line, you know, always yeah. on that line of being with my homies. And it was, you know, crazy because we grew up together. So it was like, I don't know, I guess if you put it in terms of growing up in the suburbs, you know, you grew up with a certain group of people, certain group of kids, and yeah. you guys get wild together. Same thing with us, except, you know, kind of throw in, uh, I don't know, tagging and drugs and all that other just, crazy just, just stuff. Everything, and everything that comes with that life. Gang banging and, you know, friends, you know, off to you know do their thing and and some got in deeper than than others and yeah. you know we were just there you know doing our thing and and um you know not to say we were the craziest in the world but you know it was just it was just the environment yeah so how was that how was that your first uh when you when you your first day on the internship did you feel like you were in a familiar area but in a it, but because you were here in la still but yeah did you just feel like in a different world? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You figure what? You see, 96 at that time, I was what? Maybe 17. Mm. And, um, you know, and as like, I don't know, you know, my parents brought us up to be respectful and, and to, you know, be proper. Not even proper, just, you know, you're not going to go talk to people, professional people like someone off the street, you know, like yeah. with your homies or whatever. Right, right. So I was able to like conduct myself and 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 be around these these professionals and but it was it blew my mind though. Like it was yeah. like a trip, like <laughs> you know, you know, it was it's one thing cooking at home or it's one thing to you know, want to cook or or whatever. And even back then it was even like less cooking shows or or didn't there was no food network or none of that stuff. Right, so, right, right. You know, so it wasn't like, you know, nowadays, you know, there's some people that get, you know, well, man, you know, they watch Food Network and they want to be the next, you know, top chef. They want to be the next, you know. It looks, so, it looks so easy now. Exactly. Just like music. That's what we talked about. Right. Yeah. 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 So it, it's, it's like that same parallel, you know. And um, like I said, it was, it was different when I got there. You know, here you go. Here's your chef whites, you know, going, you know, peel these. You know, they gave me busy work, of course, you know, right, because right. it was a full working kitchen. They actually made a, um, what is it? They made a, a position for me through the program because I think at that time, whoever got these internships, it was like housekeeping, um, you know, like the bellhop and front desk and uh, something else. I forgot what the last one was. And uh, so when they found out kind of my little backstory or what have you, um, and that I wanted to cook, you know, they made, a, you know, they made an exception for me and they nice. actually made a, a, a position for me. So that was a whole other crazy thing, because I think at that time there was some kind of like union dispute <laughs> in the oh, okay. kitchen. So, you know, I got that whole like, you know, there was like bad vibes, you know, and I'm you, like, because you were coming in and there you're in the middle of this. Yeah. And I thought, thing. yeah. And I, I even think like, you know, people were losing hours because they had to throw me in there. And I was like, nah, I felt scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> I did, man. It's like people feeding their, have to feed their families, man. That's crazy. So, you know, but um, it was crazy. It was, it, it opened my eyes really to the, to the real industry. We even did like, I think I even did a, uh, like a presidential, like, dinner 
for yeah. uh, for Bob Dole. Then now you know how old I am. So Bob Dole was running for president, <laughs> Damn. and uh, that was even wild because they um, they checked everybody's background and um, just you to know, be in the building, just to just be prep. in the building. And there was people in the kitchen, people in uh, what is it in house, all these different departments where they weren't allowed to work because you know they had a little little thing on their on their on their record and uh, secret service everywhere, secret wow. service pad like literally like. When they would come and pick up the um, the plates after we plated them, and they're walking into the dining room, Secret Service was there to want you know with the wand, security wand to to check them every in and out, in and out. It was it was wild. Oh wow! It was wild. Damn, that's crazy. And that was when you so that's when you were hired on. Or are you still on your internship? No, I was I was still an internship actually. Um, when my internship finished was the beginning of my senior year and I was literally about to drop out of high school and just cook. But um, the main, uh, I guess, the human resources lady in charge that was actually part of the program was was like, either you're going to go back to high school, we're going to fire you. So, oh, <laughs> you know, because I was like, forget that, I'm not going back to high school. Like, yeah, so you're, you're already set, like, I'm going to do this. I'm, yeah, I was ready to do it. But but, um, but it was a program through high school, so they're like, nah, yeah. you can't just. Nah, they're like, no, nah, you, <laughs> you need to go back to high school, and uh, you go, you know, if you graduate high school and you're still thinking about it and you're still ready to go, then you know, go to college and right. you know, give us a call. But you know, after high school, I ended up going to trade tech, and uh, okay, which kind of comes, you know, plays into where I'm at now and uh, how we started our, our, you know, our pop up. Me and my my wife, little sweeties, Doreen, out there. And uh, shout outs to her. Shout out, shout out. And, um, you know, we're just an L.A. based, uh, you know, mom and pop, literally pop up uh, kitchen and catering. And um, we have those island vibes. Yeah. But uh, we're 100 percent L.A. And, um, you know, that's what we do. So you just really got the ball rolling from having having the experience. So you went from that program to the L.A. Trade Tech, it's called? Yeah. Los Angeles Trade Technical College, Washington and Grand. Um, home of the beavers <laughs> um, and it's crazy because it's a, it's a community college but it's uh, geared towards the um, I guess you could say the trades so you could take anything from uh, elect, you know electrical electri- that's not even a word is it a word? electrical <laughs> electrical I'm thinking Just about nutritional yeah. <laughs> I like, like to be an electrician electrician uh, work let's just go yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's do that, that. <laughs> welding um you know body shop uh you know mechanics um nursing at the time and even i think even now they have a big uh, uh fashion um so it's kind of funny because their fashion um program always goes like head to head with fit em, which is like the big fashion mm-hmm. um, yeah. school and then we kind of go head to head with like the bigger culinary schools around the more expensive ones yeah. that take your money yeah um, you know, but back then it was just, you know, small program, you know, one of the, you know, one of the only ones really in the, in the community college district. And, um, that was a two and a half year program. Okay. So that's where you learned all the, my, my technique, technique. Yeah. My technique and my kind of just the foundation, you know, cause yeah. it, you know, once, once I got out there in the industry, I learned that, you know, it's not like other, um, other industries where if you go to school, then that's like a big deal. You know, you, yeah. you, you get a degree in something and that holds a lot of weight in right. a lot of other other industries. And uh, I'm sure in music, too, it yeah. kind of like 
like with me, it just oh, it just shows you have a foundation. You understand yeah. like technique. And yeah, you what need to know do. your technique. You need to know your you need to know your shit. So yeah, exactly. So like with music and cooking, it was like more. You need to know like what's up. You know, yeah. like you need to know how to grind. You need to know how to work, and you yeah. need to know experience. Again, just like in both uh, industries, you got to learn how to kind of move and conduct yourself. You know, if you did go to these big schools, if you did go, you know. To big mu- music engineering school, yeah. well, you know, you still have to kind of learn how to to walk amongst these people that have been doing it for 20, 30 years with no schooling. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. and um, so again, Trey Tech gave me that, you know, gave me that foundation. And uh, what I appreciated about a lot of my my uh, instructors is, you know, they didn't have to be there. You know, they could go and 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 teach at other these other big schools because of their background right but they like trade tech because of where it was at which was you know in the hood community college you know a lot of us were there because we wanted to be there some were court committed <laughs> you know <laughs> really yeah. so uh and they showed us that you know they showed us the real you know they showed they told us that like i remember my first day of class my instructor told you know how many you know addressed the class and was like how many of you want to learn how to cook or are here to learn how to cook? And um, I think maybe one or two people raised their hands and uh, she straight up told them, okay, you know what? Pack your bags and uh, you you could leave because we're not t- teaching you how to cook. Uh-huh. Take, some, take some classes at the YMCA. Do yourself a favor. Damn. And everybody was like, what the hell? This was like, a, you know, four foot, nothing, uh, you know, Jewish lady. Yeah. But, uh, she was telling us the real, and it was, you know, she was teaching us how to have a career in food service, whether it was fine dining or institutional or whatever, you know, whatever part of the food service industry you made it to, right. they were teaching us how to be stewards in those, in those parts. And uh, I appreciate that because when I got out there in the industry, we had a lot of those kids that they sold them a dream, you know, and oh, it's yeah. sad, you know, they sold them a dream and they told them they're going to be this, that, and the other, and they get... I've seen people hired and fired the same day. Yeah. And they paid all that money. And they couldn't hang. Nope. They couldn't hang because when you get out there and you hear that ticket machine going and going and going and going and there's no stop, man, it'll make you crazy. Oh, I bet. What can you share with us about like East Los Musubi? So, yeah. Because I, I was always curious and we'll get into how we connected. Yeah. A little bit of my backstory, but like I was just super fascinated when I when I, when I I found you guys. And I was like, well, this is crazy. So with that, that's like um, totally 100% um, my wife's culture, being Mexican and Japanese, and her uh, her dad's side of the family, my father-in-law's side of the family. Uh, so her grandfather was born and raised in the 808. Yeah, yeah. And they're from, where are they from? Oahu, I think. Okay. I'm almost positive, Oahu. Nice. And, uh, you know, he was a war hero, part of the 442, and... Um, which is, you know, look it up, Google it. Google that. <laughs> and uh, so with that said, you know, when we started dating, I would trip out because they had, you know, spam, rice, and seaweed. And I was like, wow, this is a trip. Because with us, my mom, would, if she would make spam, it would be like with chile, you know, like yeah. kind of like a sauce and yeah. some tomatoes and some, some onions and chiles or whatever. But here I saw it kind of, you know, in sushi form, I guess, you know, from someone that doesn't, yeah. They didn't know. That's what everyone says when they see it. They say it's spam sushi. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's more people understand that. You know, you could go into in-depth in what it is. But then if you say, oh, it's like Hawaiian sushi or spam sushi, yeah. they're like, oh, okay. They're yeah. like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, so that was like her family thing. And uh, we always did catering together and, you know, do extra, you know, make extra money coming up, you know, as we got older and, you know, kids or what have you. And we would always do, you know, side jobs here and there. And uh, she was baking for a long time and she did a pop up and um, herself, she was asked to do a pop up. And um, we made, I think we made like our Hawaiian breakfast or the Portuguese sausage, you know, spamming egg and and all that and um so then from there just kind of turned into kind of figured you know what we'll um throw in kind of like the taco you know taquero style yeah on the street hustling and so we make them to order right there and um that's how that came about it was pretty much you know her culture and then infused with my you know my experience and kind of being able to tie it all together to be um, for production yeah execute mainly, to execute exactly and uh yeah and you know the rest is history kind of you know we've been uh moving along because i have a regular job so it's kind of hard to dedicate a hundred percent yeah time you know to it yeah. you know he, he's 100 percent underselling east los musubi right now because you guys <laughs> have accomplished a lot uh you guys have been featured Thanks. in a lot a lot of things and so it's something that the fact that you guys are still kind of just pushing this as like a side thing, um, a lot, a lot has been done. So well, thank you, y'all, y'all, y'all can Google that. <laughs> <laughs> we try so, but uh, shout outs to Mivida Boutique in Highland Park for giving us our start. They're okay. the one. They're the ones who uh, Noel and and Dom. They're the ones who you know gave us our street corner, so to speak, to uh, to start our uh, have our first pop up and. Uh, yeah, you know we kind of go as much as we can, and you know they gave uh, Doreen her start too with her uh, baking, you know, nice. and um, so it's awesome. Yeah, know? it's all about relationships, guys. Yes, that's the thing. Like, no matter what industry, whether it's food or music or like streetwear or whatever, it's it's about just relationships and just not not being a asshole, not being a dick, and not fucking people over. Yeah, so that exactly. way when you move up. Like you, things will literally be presented to you, yeah, and be given to you. But if you're one of these people that are out here just, you know, like burning bridges, it's just not going to work for you. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. But yeah, that's a good. uh, That's in you know, and like believe it or not, guys, that's the short version. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I didn't want to. I'm already long winded as it is. No, yeah, me too. So tell us a little bit more about your uh, your background in this music industry. Yeah, man. So I mean. Like I mentioned, so I came out here right after high school. I, I've always been into music, don't get me wrong. Like, growing up, I was heavily into, like, like two things. Like, Michael Jackson and West Coast hip-hop. Like, it was <laughs> dope. <laughs> and it, and it, was, it, was, it was because, like, growing up, you know, okay, so I have older siblings. Yeah. And I'm the youngest of four. So growing up in the household, I would get all the, you know, the leftover tapes and vinyl and you know, my grandma, she, she she bought me like a copy of Thriller on vinyl and I like wore that out. And then it was all these things that I was just obsessed with music. And then right around like, you know, like the fifth grade or in like the early 2000s, I was like, I like discovered how you can make music with computers and stuff. Okay. So like my older brother, he was like a DJ. He was uh, going up. He was going in. He was going to school in uh, up in Seattle, okay. and he was like one of those like campus DJs, you know, that yeah. like the college radio. So he ended up like showing me how to like record on the computer. He he gave me like one of those CDs that it was called like a maxi single, where yeah. it was like 
it had like five versions of the song. Yeah, yeah. And I remember yeah. it was Most Def, Miss it was uh like Miss Fat Booty. Yeah. Was that Most Def or is that Black Star? That's Most no, Def. Most Def. So yeah, it was it was it was the maxi single for Miss Fat Booty and it had instrumental and all that stuff. So yeah. I remember just listening to the instrumental and then so by the time I was in high school, I remember sitting down with like my guidance counselor like my sophomore year and he's like, Okay, what do you want to do? What are your options? And I was like, I, I wanna go to like some music school. Yeah. So one of my other brothers that that lived in Vegas, he like flew me up and he took me to like the schools in LA. And then we found this one in Arizona. So by the time I was a junior in high school, it was already decided I was already like accepted to this audio production oh, school dope. in Arizona. So I kind of just kind of, you know, did my thing, worked and kind of coasted, was making music with my friends and doing the, you know, yeah. doing all that stuff. Like, you know, like those scenes in like, um, in that movie, Hustle and Flow. Oh, okay. That was me and my friends, but everyone knew that I was the one to like really take it serious you know yeah. so you know fast forward went to school i did the thing you know getting the training and getting the certifications and learning the fundamentals and it's it's a super highly you know debated thing like do you need school yeah. do you yeah, need yeah. so and it's just about fundamentals and they had this really interesting internship program where it's like after you're done with this one year you know little thing that was actually eight months in arizona you move to a city and you say, I want to intern. These are the studios I want to intern at. You move there first and the school will actually call for you. Oh, wow. And they'll say, hey, I have this guy. So based on your grades. So that was the thing that was unique. That's why I didn't choose the schools in LA because they were just like, you know, these flashy audio production yeah, schools. They just want your money. They want your money. And then yeah. they were like, what's the post, you know, what, what happens after? Yeah. Like, oh, we kind of give you, you know, kind of, basically they just give you like, you know, like a pat on the back and send you on your way. Yeah. Because these are small classes. These are small cycles. Every three weeks, every school has about 24 to 48 new graduates. Oh, wow. And in Hollywood itself, there's three that are within a mile from each other. Yeah. So dude, I did the math. It's like there's over 100 kids every three weeks being turned out into these streets. And like, I knew I wanted to be in yeah. either New York or LA. Before I had moved to LA, like I wasn't sure. Um, but when I was in Arizona, it was either New York or LA. So then I chose LA. So they made me move out here. And I remember being out here for like weeks and not getting a call back and going into panic mode. That's and, crazy. Uh, but eventually they called me. Super sick internship. So I interned for uh, for about two and a half years for Doggy Style. Dang. And um, it was a, one of the things where they called me like, hey, we have an internship for you. Um, they didn't even tell me the record label. They said it was for another record label. Like there's gonna be one student from each audio audio recording school. Yeah. So you know, you know, you're one of the few in your class was into hip hop. It's a it's a high profile artist. So they didn't even tell me who it was for. Yeah. And then I went to the interview. I remember we got interviewed like right off of sunset um, at like some cafe. And then I remember sitting with the the main engineer there, and he was just like, the first question he asked me was like, "Oh, um, do any of you guys make beats?" Now beats was like my main thing, but engineering is like what I knew would like be Make the bread money. and butter. Yeah. So I told them no because I was like, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy because one thing that was really drove home from the from the school I went to was like studio etiquette. Okay. And not being that guy that's in there thinking you're the shit and like, yo man, can I play, you know, can I play my beats? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're working with a high profile artist. Yeah. And sure enough, so then I found out it was, it was yeah, the internship was for Snoop. I got the internship and then my first day I walked in and it was like Daz, Corrupt, Snoop. Damn. And I was just like, 
yeah, like That's I'm not, dope. I'm not shit. Like I'm yeah. glad I didn't. Yeah, you know, yeah, I make beats because compared to these guys, it would have been nope. Nah, I'm not a producer, <laughs> like. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I started. So that was two thousand. That was two thousand eight, and I, like I said, I was still eighteen, and um, it was just a huge culture shock for me to be like. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you how how was that like coming from the island? It was cool. I mean, totally different. It, it was it was different, but I don't know. I wasn't like starstruck or anything, yeah. but you know, it was just a different environment. Considering that, like, I had never. You know everything that I would hear on record, everything I would see. Like I, I, I grew up like as, as like a, as like a pretty big like you know like Snoop fan, yeah, Dre, Tupac, Death Row, all that. So seeing these people and being there, it was dope. And I just like it, it was kind of like unreal. So it didn't really phase me. Yeah, I just did what I had to do and just started grinding it out. And I did the intern thing, and yeah. you know, so it was cool. But just in general, it was a big culture shock to be out here and. You know, just to be from somewhere else, but that—that's the thing. That was kind of like my thing. Like everyone knew that I was from Hawaii. Yeah. So when you're from Hawaii, it holds a little bit more of an icebreaker than if you're from Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah I feel yeah. like you know what I'm saying. No, so no, definitely, definitely. It's definitely, definitely. got me out of out of like a few tickets and definitely um, been like a good icebreaker yeah. in, in in other situations. So like, you know, um, even even in the internship, you know, people knew that I was from Hawaii and they would yeah. kind of joke around like. When I would do certain things, and then they'd be like, "Oh man," be like, "You know, not do that because you're from Hawaii," or you know, just like. <laughs> so it became my thing. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a big, you know, adjustment. And then you know, then you know, fast forward down the line, I've been just doing the audio engineering, yeah, you know, production thing. Um, yeah. After about two and a half years working with Snoop's team, his main engineer, yeah, um, who I was like his right hand guy, he left. So I left, started freelancing, working at different studios, yeah. offering all the game that I soaked up working with yeah. big artists and freelancing and learning how to work with artists and have the studio etiquette. And now I'm working with a lot of independent artists and I still yeah. work with some bigger artists, but I took all that knowledge and Dope. I said, let me do my own thing. Because Dope. in the in the main scene, it's kind of like, as an engineer, and if you're in the room, like literally in that example, if you're in the room with Snoop, Daz and Corrupt, and I'm just a guy at the board, you're just a guy at the board. Yeah. Even if like, or if you're like, if if like you're in the kitchen, it doesn't matter how, what ideas you have to make the recipe better. If you could work there for years and still not have any say on, on how it goes. Exactly. You and know? that's and that not to cut you off, no. but that's that's like, that's something that, you know, I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know if it's, or just people that are they feel entitled. Period. Yeah. Or even if that's even like the right, you know description to use but exactly what you said it's like I, even now i could be in a kitchen with with a chef that maybe has the same you know experience or more experience or whatever you're just gonna go like you said put your head down do your thing and then that's it it's kind of like a respect thing yeah. you know and uh i don't know people don't get that sometimes or they don't they don't they can't grasp on that that concept that you know, regardless of where you went to school or whatever, you know, you're here now, and this is right. this is our world, and the, and and that's one thing that my chefs talk is when you go work with other chefs, it's how they, it's their world, it's what they want, how they want it, and you're just there to kind of make that happen. Once you're asked, you know, once you're asked for your opinion, once you're asked, you know, whatever, then it's like time to okay, you're gonna answer and you're gonna let them know, yeah. 
But you're not gonna come across as you know, like you say, you're not gonna be there and like, hey, I make beats and I do this and I do that. Nah, yeah, it's just hey, there's time for that. Yeah, and then I'm sure some people do. There's some people that there might be some you know flashes in the pan where it's like, yeah, someone comes out and they have this revolutionary idea and they get next to the main chef and then they blow up and that's their story. And this is just their right place, right time. Yeah, and it was and, the right timing. Yeah, and I'm sure there's many situations. Like I have a lot of situations in my head looking back at the internship situation because I learned a lot and what I was very like reserved very yeah. like on the wall observing and it's because of that that I've soaked up so much but I know that like I think about it like you know what what would have happened differently if yeah. I would have spoke up at this time and those are things that we all we all, all we are always going to have yeah like, like you mentioned that earlier about you having that situation where like you could have had job opportunities in Hawaii like then everything else would have been different. You yeah, know? exactly. So, you know, they say hindsight hindsight is twenty twenty. So like, you never know. You just gotta move no. forward. You know. Yeah, you do. exactly. You can't get stuck. Yeah. Man. And thinking about what could have happened, what would have happened, and all that, all the woods. You just you just gotta go forward. Yeah. And make it happen now. So one thing I was gonna I was gonna ask you just kind of how do you feel specifically about like the street stuff considering that you know that's what we're about that's what you guys are about with East, with uh with East Los Musubi and stuff but how do you feel about everything that's been happening lately like can you uh, I know that there are some things that have you know passed laws passed recently a lot of people are still unclear um about all that stuff yeah well you know um the street uh it's like safe sidewalk vending act I think it's uh senate bill 946 and uh it was just recently like passed, I think, like with a 13 or 14 old, you know, vote like across the board. And what that's going to do is going to allow street vending. And not only like, you know, you see like taqueros and people selling the hot dogs and stuff like that, but just any any type of street vending. And so it's going to be open up to like people selling clothes, oh, people, okay. you know. So at first I thought, well, you know. When I was first hearing about it, I thought it was just pertaining to food, but no, it's actually pertaining to a lot of things across the board, just street vending, period. And um, there's been a lot of like, um, you know, back and forth and, uh, you know, being where I grew up, that was something that before this whole like food pop-up culture or this whole like street, you know, oh, we do street food, you know, like yeah. before it was like a thing thing, it was a thing. And it's always been a it's thing. It's always been a thing. And, uh, you know, like I said, where we come from, you know, not too, you know, not too far from where we, you know, where I grew up is MacArthur Park, is Lafayette Park, is Echo Park. And, you know, basically any any community park, whether you're in East Lowe's, where you're in South Central, where you're in anywhere in L.A., right. there's going to be vendors, whether they're selling, you know, snacks, whether they're selling, you know, uh, paletas or, you know, um, ice cream. Yeah. Um, they were there, and when they were there, they were there illegally. You know, it was it it's was, always been it's always been a, a, a thing where if you get caught, you know, they they throw everything away. And and uh, you know, if you haven't witnessed it, one of the saddest things is, and it was always happening. Like we would always pass by, like on um, Sixth and Alvarado, yeah, Seventh and Alvarado, um, right there by my house. There was a time or certain times a month or what have you. Where the sheriffs would accompany the um, accompany the health department, they would bring uh, a, like a flatbed trailer or, or trucks, and they would literally just go down the line and boom, 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 confiscate everybody's stuff. 
throw like they would just dump whatever it was they were selling they would dump it in the trash take their cart wow you're talking about people you know that this is their livelihood you know and for whatever reason they can't get go out and get a job whether it was because of their you know their immigration status here in the states or what have you i mean this is what they paid their rent yeah this is what they you know put a roof over their you know over their family clothes on their back i mean this was their livelihood you know granted you know yeah you're gonna have people that you know try to hustle the system what have you but for the most part growing up i mean it was just good hard-working people that were trying to make ends meet and not pushing their stuff on other people or like forcing it but what they were doing was you know they were trying to you know trying to make some money you yeah. know trying to trying to feed their kids or what have you and so for them to like be shut down it was you know it was pretty it, it, it was sad you know and 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 just to kind of think well if you don't want to go eat there or you don't want to eat those tacos then don't go right you know i hear people well you know you know with sanitation wise or you know stuff like that and you know but it's uh, it's it's the thing but it's a the thing that puzzles me is that it's becomes it was always such a thing that it's kind of like how did it get like how did it get to the point where it was such wide so widely accessible so consistent for these people to have these carts yeah. and provide for their family and then all of a sudden once in a while yeah the you know the feds would roll up and they'd confiscate everything yeah that's just kind of like they're doing that more for show. Yeah, you know what? Then if it was really illegal, then that's some, not good. Like, how do you control? I guess one of the things is kind of like how do you control it? Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm not saying either way that it was that it was right or wrong. I'm not saying that uh, just so that doesn't get misinterpreted. But I'm saying like that's the part that just blows my mind because I would just I remember coming here like for example when I came yeah uh, in it was 2006 and I was like a junior or sophomore. When I came to to look at the schools, I remember going to like to the alleys, yeah, and hearing about it, uh, and seeing like the vendors and getting getting the hot dogs and the snacks, and it was like the coolest shit ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as a tourist, yeah, me being from Hawaii, can't coming out here because one 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 thing that's funny is like because background from there was like nowhere to get like certain like shoes. Yeah. So like there was like on my island, there's no place that you could get Air Forces. Okay. So I would go. To like LA, and then I'll go to the shops, and I'll go to the alleys, and I didn't even know I was buying like fake air, fake air horses. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, they were real. But uh, got you. yeah, but the, I remember just seeing this, seeing because I remember hearing about the alleys. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. So, so imagine all the people, not just that are from here, that are experiencing this, whether they're consuming or mm -hmm. they're they're making money. But like, like that shit looked legit to me. Yeah. Like I was going there, going to a car, just like in New York. You know, you, I see pictures in the hot dog stands. Like I didn't know that all that was quote unquote illegal. Yeah. You know, so. How does it get to the, be such a thing? And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like they just kind of half-ass enforce it. But when they do, they just do it in such a way that's such a show. And they take yeah. everything and like, and, and they just confiscate everything. No, it, I would it, just say like, maybe like cite them and say, oh, you can't come back. Or yeah. I don't know. But to take everything, that's just messing up people's, uh, that's just, that could potentially ruin someone's life. No, yeah, definitely. And and you bring up a good uh, a good point, like. How did it? Like how? How? Like you said exactly. Like all of a sudden today, you're gonna go and make a spectacle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just the other day on the way to school, I seen these cops eating from this tamale. You know, eating at, at this. You know, at this spot where the lady sold tamales. You know, like yeah. 
now all of a sudden you want to come and 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 break up the party you know what i mean and but it was like that i don't you know that that's a good a good um a good question and um especially around that time in the 90s macarthur park was was you know was active you know it was all types of transactions crazy and 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 not even like people think well you know from outside of la or other states or what have you they think well you know sounds like a movie but no you know literally if you were to drive down alvarado or some of these streets there would be groups of dudes out there slanging ids it's not it's not even like uh you know yeah. like a joke it was the truth you know it was the truth everybody had a hustle everybody was doing their thing so, but, okay. go, but why are you gonna go mess with the little old lady selling churros right. you know what i mean like so, so do you think that's it, it, do you think it got grouped in with those other activities and then do you think that this new act will kind of help that because i think the i think most people agree I, i'm sure there's like you know the sanitary parts yeah. and that's that's a genuine that's concern understandable, yeah but like do you think that this that are we in a time of change right now where people will be able to vend and provide for their families and and have this experience because to me it's the food vending is very much a part of like la you know yeah no um, definitely it's a hundred like yeah it's you know i don't want to say a hundred percent la because i'm sure there's there's street food culture and you know other states everywhere or, yeah. May, yeah you know maybe not but because there's some cities like um you know i was asked the other day like why doesn't the ice cream truck come to our you know our neighborhood and i'm like i'm sorry because you live in alhambra <laughs> and alhambra you know cracks down on that whole mm. you know thing and um i think I don't know. I, I think again, it, it comes down to you know to taxes, money. So it's always money, you know. So if these you know people are are are, are um, conducting business illegally, they're making cash, you know, untaxable cash. Yeah. You know, and on um, you know again, that's what it comes down to. You know, just trying to get theirs. The government's just making sure. That yeah, 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 exactly. They're gonna get their they're gonna get their piece regardless. And if it if it takes shaking you down every you know every day, they're gonna until you pretty much bow down and say okay fine you know but um you know but they're going after the wrong people you know they're going after good hard-working hard-working people and um aside from that i think some of the businesses too around they hate on them you know yeah they hate on the fact that that you know the uh you know the taco dude has a freaking longer line than their little yeah you know restaurant or what have you and um so i think that has to do with that too they would call the the city on them yeah. and hate on them and uh, make an example make yeah exactly make an example but then again you know hey if uh, a little table and a hot plate could you know get packed out then maybe you should reevaluate your your menu you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like if you're getting out you know outsold by by the lady down the street and there's you, a bigger issue there there's a bigger issue there you know yeah i think there's room for everybody man it's just, there has to be it's our marketing i mean yeah you know and i think and and again, I think that that's what just money, you yeah. know. So with the with the passing of this of this um, this bill, it's gonna allow now it's gonna allow these street vendors to go and legally get their permits, you know, at a I, I hope at a decent price, you know. I, I I'm pretty sure that the the city's you know still at the table with you know trying to like hammer out all the details, um, you know. I know they can't. Um, I know it could only be like two, two vendors per, 
what an acre or something crazy i was reading oh really yeah that it's like uh, one of the rules is it's um one has to do with city parks it could be only two two vendors per acre and they're not allowed to set up uh by like um sports venues so like like the you know stable center and uh oh, okay. dodger stadium and so people still won't th- no because i think it impedes the the foot traffic yeah because right now after after like a game at the staples center there's a whole line of a whole line of different hot dog carts yeah and it looks pretty organized where there's like i went to a laker game last year and there was like literally you know where you cross the street from la live Mm -hmm. to the staples center there was like there were cops there and there was like a line i don't know if that was like a permitted thing or but it seemed like the same people that are set up around the corner so i don't know if it's interesting to see if those people are are they are they restricting kind of like uh you know the sporting events because maybe they have their own setup and they're presenting it like it's that you could, see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking like then I look at them was like is this a setup? Like are you I guys mean, really the real deal? Yeah, no. Or, or are they just kind of pretending now? And that's a whole other conversation yeah, about. Yeah, they they, uh, they always have their ulterior motives or what have you, but I think uh it could be, yeah, it could be like you know, presented as, you know, you can't, you're going to, you stop foot traffic, but come on. Yeah. Know, are you going to want to buy a, a, you know, four or $5 street dog, or are you going to go spend triple that, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I'm, I'm pretty sure it has to do with, um, with that. Yeah. Cause has well. there been instances of like, at like a sporting event where since this is past there, are they enforcing things differently? No, I don't think. And again, like what happened at the Rams game? Oh, yeah, they they shook them down. Yeah, they, they freaking uh, they went and they they did like I said. They went and it's almost like they raided them. You oh, know, man, they that's... raided and they started you know taking carts and all that stuff because it caused such a big. I mean, the Rams, excuse me, the Rams uh, are are big draw right now. So, and all around the Coliseum, it just gets packed with Damn. people. So I, I think, you know, they went out and, you know, did what they do. They did and they made the an goon example. squad and they took all the stuff and Damn. Do they take know. I was I was wondering, do they take the money too? Um like can they know, just you know, run you know, in your you pockets know and be you know, like yeah, you know what? Dude? Because how do you know that that's all money from that? What's 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 scandalous is in my opinion, it's almost like they're treating them like dope dealers. That's you know, a, yeah. When 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 they go and they bust these dope dealers, you know, they take all their money. And and for you know when they get busted and they take them in, you know who knows if they get all that money back or you know whatever. But um, yeah, they do. You know they do. They take the money. Yeah. They take the money because I guess it kind of be like evidence in a sense. You know. Yeah. They present that That's to wild. you know, but um, but again, it's like you know, let the let the people make their money. Yeah, you know, if you don't live. if you don't want to go eat there, don't go eat there. It's just like anything else. You know, what are you feeling like today? Pizza or Chinese? Yeah, you know, it's an option. Yeah, it's a, it's exactly it's an option. And then don't don't shame people for you know don't knock their hustle or the people that go and and uh, and frequent those places because you know who knows how much you know who knows what financial you know situation they're in and maybe maybe you know what I could grab you know five tamales because I got five bucks. Yeah, why not? You know, for me and my kids, then you know I can't go. You know elsewhere and, and and spend this money and then that's another thing too they're also going to crack down on if it's if it's by a school or by kids or whatever that it has to be a healthy 
mm. establishment. That's interesting. You know, and sell healthy, um, healthy food. So yeah, I know outside of so yeah, right outside of my kids' school, there's always, uh, like usually on like Thursdays or Thursdays or Fridays. Yeah. Um, there's always one or two people set up with carts, and they're not selling healthy stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's that's interesting. That's that's interesting. I mean, I can see that, but it's it's one of those things when when it comes with like regulations. Yeah. Um. I do feel like things should evolve, and if you're gonna have a cart, or if you're gonna have a pop up, whether it's at this level, yeah, of like the mom and pop doing it for 20 years, selling hot dogs or or snacks, yeah, or people that are doing kind of like what 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 like we do with East Los Musubi or what other you know new entrepreneurial food pop ups are doing, yeah, I do think like education and safety is is super important. So yeah, naturally, people are gonna be restricted. And I feel like that's something that, you know, you like I said, that's going to happen. But this whole like mentality of like, you know, shaking people up and and having this food culture be so OK for so long. But then every once in a while coming in and just like messing with people. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, whack. It's a it's, a, you know, again, like I said, you brought up a, 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 an interesting point because. Yeah, they'd be, you know, they'd go a month, you know, a few weeks. You know, a, a pretty much a long period of time, and then you would see them come down and and you know shake everybody down and take their stuff. But it wasn't a, like a consistent thing, mm-hmm. you know, because like you said, if it was so illegal and they had so you know such a big problem with it, then they'd be harassing, yeah, you know, everybody. And and it wasn't it wasn't really like that, you know. I mean, they used to come and you know, like I said, you know, take their money, take take everything. But it wasn't like a consistent like you know. Like back in the day, we had the crash unit, and they're, right, the, right. they're the ones who would come out and sweep everybody up. If you you know look like a you were out on the streets like a hoodlum, they're gonna get you. And and we knew at, at one point that the crash unit would come out on Wednesdays. Oh and, yeah, uh, you know, so you better you know be in the house or you know not be seen at you yeah. know at a certain time because then you know the crash unit was gonna come and get yeah, you. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure there are people on the inside that. Or making sure certain people weren't out on the streets when they oh, were out. Oh, definitely. You know, so. Well, that, man. <laughs> I grew up down the street from the Rampart District. There there or Rampart, uh, you know, precinct. And that was a whole other... Scandalous. Scandalous scandal. All of that. Because, man, that was crazy. <laughs> Around the height of their little soiree they were having. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, it would be dope. I, I was, like, with this new thing that's happening with yeah. these... Uh, with these laws and these permits being issued, I, yeah, I really want to dive more into that. I'm sure we're gonna have guests on in the future that have been through this, been through this process, and can share, yeah, you know, um, what it was like from not legit to being legit, things that have changed, yep. how it's affected their business. Because definitely, you know, right now I feel like we're in an age of, you know, um, of extreme growth. Like, you know, five six years ago, like five or six, you know, five or six years ago when. Like the food truck thing happened, and yeah. those are a little bit harder to to fly under the radar without permits. I'm sure yeah. people still did it, but like with the street vendors, I, I don't think it's gonna get any smaller. So no. what, the the thing about it being more regulated is that I think it's gonna be cool to see more people be educated and and like continue to provide for themselves. Yeah, uh, you know, for themselves. But I, I also am I am concerned about the sheer amount of people that are going to be doing this and getting the permits yeah, and kind of like that's going to be another thing yeah and it's like if people are more educated and they do get legit it's kind of like 
one part of me can't even hate on them. Yeah. You know, like even with any food, like we, we talk about this a lot. Like if it's like a food pop up that may be doing something that's like similar to what another food pop up has been doing. Yeah. And if they get their, you know, if they get their shit together for, you know, for lack of better words, you know, that's an accomplishment in itself. And yeah. like the hustler part of me is like, all right, cool, go ahead. Do you think? But yeah. that doesn't mean, but that doesn't mean it's okay for you to sell fake ass poke. Like yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make that okay. But yeah, exactly. You know, but if you're going to want to be a vendor and, you know, misspell the word and, and disrespect my culture, then that's on you. Yeah. So you know? <laughs> you know, real, real fast, real, real, real fast uh, before we uh, get up out of here. Um, now, let me, let me ask you. What's up? When you found out about us, East Los Musubi. Okay. And um, you being from the islands. So how how did you feel about Because you know me and you know how I'm a big like, this shit better be OG if you're going to do it. And if you're going to do it, you better respect where it comes from. Yeah. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. Right? Like, how did I feel? Like, like what did you think? Like, what was your initial, well, initial yeah. thought looking at our name? Yeah. Looking, seeing me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Maybe I got me. it. I think the, you guys do a good job of like, being transparent and like, yeah, the menu wasn't crazy. Yeah. And at the very, the very forefront of it is the OG and the OG as people know, it's just, it's just rice, spam, you know, a little sauce, a little, you know, a little rice seasoning. And furukake. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, wrapped up and it's just the simplest. That's what I came upon. Yeah. And that being pushed is the main thing. That's what drew me to it. Cause I've seen other, you know, like musubi pop-ups where they're literally all they're pushing is like a trio of things that have like salmon and hot Cheeto puffs and yeah. and uh, other stuff. And it's like n- nowhere resembling the OG. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what drew me to it. And then hearing, seeing the story, it's like, it's easy to be like, okay, I get it. Okay. And then just the fact that it was just, you know, constructed in, in a way that was very, you know, legit. Yeah. And then meeting you guys. And then, so that's, that's all, that's all it took for me because of the fact that I understood that okay, there's this East Los fusion. There's like the LA. There's like the Mexican vibe, and because I've been out here for a while now, I get that culture as well. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I get it. You know, I could see how like someone that's maybe super super fresh from Hawaii, they might not get it. Yeah, because they might not understand the hot Cheeto. They might not yeah. understand the sauce. They might not understand you know the other things or you know, but. You know, I think if you're from Hawaii and you see the OG and you see the the simplicity of it and you see the like the real transparency about who you guys are, yeah, that's all we need to see to be like, okay, this is cool. Because on the flip side, everything that we're used to seeing as it pertains to Hawaiian culture is like this caricature of the Hawaiian culture that's not real. And pineapple. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like it's like if you guys are in like the Pacific, you know, Midwest. Uh, Midwest doesn't make sense. If you guys are like in the Midwest. And you guys came across like a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. And you look Definitely. up on Yelp and you're like in, in Idaho and nine out of ten Mexican Mexican restaurants are like Fiesta this and with the with 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 like the sombrero hats and all these things. <laughs> yeah. And then ground you, beef tacos. Yeah. And then and then you see one and all you need to see is they have like real tacos and they have like you see one on the menu, you see they got like, you know, like not just regular ground beef, but they have say they have like, you know, um, they have like all you need to see is handmade tortillas and you see like Buche on the menu. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. all you need to see. Then I'll be like, all right. And like, cool. And then you look at it and it's not like uh like uh like like uh freaking, you know, this ugly ass decoration of like Speedy Gonzalez that then <laughs> yeah. you know, okay, this is good. Yeah. That's literally all it was because everything that as it pertains to like the Hawaiian culture is pineapple, like, 
you know, all this crazy stuff. Like, like for example, like that restaurant Islands. Yeah. They, they make pretty good burgers, but I despise like their entire marketing. Yeah. You know, and it's no, cool. I get, it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You have Connie and you have Connie on your, on your, on your men's restroom and you have Wahine on your, on your women's restroom and you have all these, you know, corny ass names for your burgers. But then on the back of your menu, your, your brand story is, is how your founder went to Hawaii on vacation and was on the beach and envisioned da, 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 Yeah. See that? Yeah. That's not, that's exactly what we didn't want. Right. Be. And then, you know, so it's a combination of, sorry, sorry, that's a long-winded answer, but no, it's a no, combination no, yeah. of those those uh, two things that I was like, okay, it's legit. And then, you know, and and I think just a lot of people literally execute Musubi's wrong. It's really, you think about how hard, how hard is it? Just like, how do you mess up a taco? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's literally like the people, if you go to any spot, like any wannabe, you know, like teriyaki spot. Yeah. You know, they don't know, you know, they don't realize that it's like, okay, you know, you're not, you, you know, you're not pressing the rice hard enough. Yeah. It's falling apart. You're putting too much sauce. Yeah. You know, uh, if, you know, you don't have any, like, if you don't have furikake, then you're not real. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jordan loves furikake. Yeah, I do. And JJ, my son, Jay. Oh my God. That dude, that dude eats it on everything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah that was a that, that's the thing um cool there's a lot and we'll get into that in future yeah, episodes definitely. different things but yeah not to be too long with you guys or everyone listening but this is kind of like the intro to who we are what we're doing yeah the different things we're going to be talking about um you know what are some of the things that people can look forward to in future episodes cool yeah. so where where could they uh where could they could find you your info <laughs> that's not a great now it's my daughter in the background laughing at her dad. Where can they find us? Where can they find you? Okay, so so yeah, so yeah, you can find me JMKM uh, at Productive Culture on Instagram at JMKM eight hundred eight uh, on Instagram. Um, that's where we'll be sharing more more details of this podcast alongside uh, wherever you know Chef Adam will be posting. Um, so that's where you can find me. Where can they find you? <laughs> they, they can find well, our um, our pop up at Islos Musubi uh, on Instagram and uh, also on Facebook. And then um, my personal uh, Instagram would be uh, Chef Adam A D A M twelve at Instagram or at Chef Adam or whatever. However you uh, look it up. All right, I'm there. Let's get it. <laughs> That's cool. it. So that, yeah. There we so go. Right. Episode one and wrap. We'll uh next time we'll we'll get into some more, you know, street eats and dope beats talk. Yes. This will um, yeah, this like like Jam Cam said. It was kind of just a test episode, first episode of uh, you know, just the intro, kind of letting you guys know what we're all about, where we came from. All right, y'all. <laughs> Signing off this is Jam Cam. Here we are. This is uh Chef Adam. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>